Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the 30th episode of the Pulling Tar Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. I really appreciate everybody tuning in. If you like the episode, please subscribe so you don't miss any more. Please share it on social media so that your friends can listen as well. I would also love to see some more ratings or comments. Make sure you give me a follow on Twitter at It's R.A. Coon. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. So that you don't miss out on any news about the podcast. I had some more content planned for you all this week during a live baseball game. Yes, I was going to record during a live baseball game. But, of course, Rob Manfred put the kibosh on it just hours before the event. I think we can almost all agree that we don't like Rob Manfred, right? With that being said, I'd like to welcome on a very special guest, Marla from the Mansplain Baseball Elsewhere podcast, where she is joined by Ashland and Emily every week to discuss baseball, the Atlanta Braves, and life in general. This podcast is great because these gals are diehard fans, and they show it with their foul-mouthed emphasis. Can't wait to get into this interview with Marla from the Mansplain Baseball Elsewhere podcast right after this break. All right, Marla, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. I really appreciate you being flexible this weekend and taking the time out of your Sunday evening to chat with me. Um, so, Marla, what made you and the other ladies start the Mansplain Baseball Elsewhere podcast? So, we knew each other on Twitter, and one day we started listening to some other podcasts and we were tweeting about them together and just talking about it. And we were listening to the, let me just say podcast. And the guys were struggling to come up with the name for <laughs> pepper Jack cheese. And this is very <laughs> random, but there was a point. And so we were tweeting about it and Emily was the one who was like, you know what? We just need to make our own podcast. Just correcting all these other guys, just talking out their butts. Yeah. And, uh, you, you can cuss on here if you want. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was, I don't remember your other guests cursing, but, uh, well, they also are tied to like their employers and, and, you oh, know, they're professionals. yeah. They're, so, I mean, yes. some of them have, and some of them haven't. Yeah. So we basically just wanted to correct uh, guys who were talking out of their asses about stuff they didn't know about. And to be fair, I mean, it's a cheese type. It wasn't, he's, they weren't going on about like baseball players <laughs> and stuff. But, and the joke kind of went from there. You know, we rolled with it and said, you know what, maybe we could start a podcast. Like there are a lot of wonderful women who are podcasting about baseball right now, but there weren't Absolutely. any that were Braves specific. 
So okay. we were like, you know what? We're going to go for it. So we started out. We, we don't really correct other people. That idea kind of got killed. But we do, you know, put our own perspective into things. Okay. So, and we've been having a blast. For sure, yeah. I mean, I, I can tell that every you know every episode that I listen to, you guys are awesome, and um, we think we're hilarious. So. Yeah, I think you guys are hilarious too. <laughs> um, so you met the other ladies on Twitter. Um, yeah. So you live in Pennsylvania. Where are the other two based out of? Ashland is in Alabama. Okay, and uh, Emily's from North Carolina. Okay. I love I love Ashlyn's um, accent. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's deep. Draw. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a draw. It's <laughs> it's a deep Southern draw. It's it's uh, yeah. entertaining for sure. Um, so, can you go into detail about mansplain baseball elsewhere? What it's about, what people can expect, uh, where people can find it, and uh, when new episodes get released. We typically release on Tuesdays. Um, some weeks, you know, we're all busy. You know, Ashley and I have kids, so things pop up. Um, but usually it's Tuesdays. We are on all the podcast apps. We're on Apple, Spotify. I'm pretty sure we're on, like, Podbean and Stitcher and all those other ones. Okay. Um, but we basically, we start out every week with a toast to if it's a person or just good news or sometimes it's been each other, like... You know, I was really struggling this week with this, and you helped me, so cheers to you. So we start out with a cheers, and then we go over um, a kick-ass lady who has been doing good. Um, it's usually in the sports industry. Okay. And, like, we've done, oh gosh, Jessica Kleinschmidt was our first guest. She Ooh. was, uh, and that was, I think, our second episode. So she's been a kick-ass lady. Last week we had Katie Hearn, who is... Um, with the Braves. She's a Braves fan and has been doing some awesome stuff and just like other female podcasters and stuff like that. So we go over a kick-ass lady every week. We try to slip in a dad joke here and there because I don't know if other fan bases are like this, but Braves Twitter loves our dad jokes. So <laughs> <laughs> we try to highlight a dad joke that we've seen every week. Um, we go over... Well, now that baseball is actually back, like MLB baseball, we've been going over the past week and like previewing the upcoming week. Uh, but before that, we were just kind of riffing off of whatever was going on that week. Or um, I got really into the CPBL, which is the baseball in Taiwan, and I'm still awesome. really into that. But we were going over that a lot when that was, you know, the only game in town. Right. Um. We talk about former Braves, baby Braves, stuff like that. Okay. We try to end usually on a positive note. Emily makes us say what our upcoming uh, positive moment of the week is going to be. So. All right. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, um, if you need it, if you need anybody to have insight on the baby eight or on the baby Braves, I can possibly put you into touch with some people that work for. The A's minor league club, or the Braves minor league clubs, for sure. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, we all, we're all big uh, minor league fans because we're all close to 
minor league stadiums. Sure. I was until I just moved. But yeah, what's what's um, with that? Why does why does Pittsburgh not have like a minor league presence? I've been wondering that myself, and I mean, I think they're trying to rectify that by making the Pirates a Triple A club. But uh, that's that's just. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Friends are gonna kill me. Yeah, well, no, the state the stadium is the best I've ever been to. Oh, it's the best stadium. P- PNC really, Park really is great. I really hope that the ownership gets their shit together and really invests in the team to bring a good product to the field. Yeah, because Pittsburgh deserves it. They do, and it's just it's no fun watching them win nine games in a month. I yeah. <laughs> best stadium in baseball it would be so much like gosh well we topic. <clears throat> um excuse me we talked about how i went to slippery rock which is about an hour north of pittsburgh and i remember going to pirates games tiff and buying tickets like an hour before the game for less than five dollars so yeah. and i and it was not packed folks but like i said i've seen my fair share of minor league and major league stadiums and pnc park is by far my favorite yeah so i agree i they've had a lot of talent before yeah. um so one of one of my friends and i we were just talking and we were like could you imagine like the team that the pirates could have had if if they just like didn't like trade people or let them walk yeah. or like you know, um, they would have had like one amazing outfield. That's for sure. Um, yeah. But and, like I get it, rebuilds happen and they suck. But this one's just really really hard to watch. Yeah. They get it together. Yeah, and then you guys have a independent league team. Um, the Washington not, Wild things. I don't follow independent baseball as much. I, I want to. I just it's not something that's been on my radar much. Yeah. But I love it. if there's cheap baseball close by, I will go watch it once. Well, well so <laughs> the Washington Wild things. You know, I've heard of them. I've never, you know, been involved with it. I don't know anybody that works there. But um, who was it? Oh, Pat McAfee who used to work for Barstool Sports, went out on his own, and now he uh, you know, was the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts punter for a long time. He did a documentary, um, that, and he became a professional baseball player for one day. And he's from the Pittsburgh area, and um, he got signed to the Washington Wild Things, and I think he played outfield, and I think he got, like, three at-bats. And I want to say he ran, he ran out, um, you know, a close play, and he, he actually got a hit, so. Um. Three more at-bats than all ever see. So. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you, you do not want to see. I mean, I've taken my fair share of, like, um, staff batting practice and stuff like that. There's a reason I work in baseball and don't play in baseball. Yeah. No, I would not want some any projectile that fast coming toward my person. No. no thank you. No. Um, I played in high school. That's my limit. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so, growing up in Pennsylvania, 
Um, we we discussed this. You and I are from the same hometown, kind of, sort of. Um, you went, cool. yeah, you went to my rival high school. Um, yeah. When we we know of the same people a little bit. Um, so growing up in Pennsylvania, what made you an Atlanta Braves fan? So it was basically all boils down to TBS. Okay. And when I was, it was, um, I was like 11, 12 that summer. And it was just, you know, there wasn't a lot going on. So every night I would just be in my room watching TV and baseball was on. And I mean, every team, I mean, the Red Sox, I watched a lot of the Dodgers, but I don't know. It was just something about the Braves just kind of caught my attention. And that, you know, the rest is history. It's been, what, 16 years since then? Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's just something that I've really followed since then because of TBS. And we didn't have, at least for, in my house, the cable packages that we had, that was all we had. You know, we didn't have anything, basically any other, you know, you, you didn't get Phillies. Yeah. That wasn't really a thing then either. That's true. Would, yeah, I think we probably had Philly, but I don't remember watching that much of it. And I've never liked Philadelphia, so I was probably just like, no, hard stop. <laughs> so, so you remember watching a lot of Dodgers and Red Sox, but it was just something about the Braves that got okay. me. All right, that's fair. I mean, oh, I sh- I should have gotten a beer before I started this interview. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the common theme that I see with people that are like between f- a couple years younger than me to like 10 years older than me. And if they're Braves fans, you ask them why, because they didn't grow anywhere, grow up anywhere near Atlanta. And yeah. they're, they're like, yeah, they were just on TBS all the time. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Turner built the Braves. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. There's no denying it, and I really wish MLB would stop with the blackouts and everything, and let because you know a kid in rural Pennsylvania, and I started loving baseball, mm-hmm. and here I am, 16 years later, still loving baseball, and the kids today that are like, oh, well, Directv is blacking this game out. I guess I'll watch basketball or <laughs> YouTube. You know, okay, like the kids need the accessibility. But yeah, we'll make it right when uh, we're commissioner. So it's fine. Yeah, for sure. I I agree. Um, I've you know addressed it a lot, and you know the like the blackout rules are BS. Yeah. And, and it's not just MLB that does blackouts. Don't get me wrong, but it's just oh, so yeah. frustrating. Yeah, that, I I definitely agree. Um, so you said you met the other ladies on Twitter. And how did you become such, like, great friends and develop that chemistry? I don't even know. <laughs> I think it's just... You had, you had one common love and you guys capitalized on it? Of, you know, and we, you know, the more we started talking, the more we found, you know, other things in common. And then we love each other for our differences. Yeah. You know? um, but it's just kind of been so cool to and not even just them but so many in the past year really um it's really picked up where i'm making real connections with other braves fans and even people from other fan bases 
even like Dodgers and Yankees fans, which I never oh, would have seen even yeah. like two years ago. Right. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just been really fun. And I think part of it, honestly, was, you know, the shutdown gave us a lot more time to yeah. work on the podcast and communicate with each other and practice. We had several practice you know, calls before we actually recorded an episode and we just like bullshit for two hours. Yeah. So it was just that kind of stuff, you know, building the relationships even digitally is really right. a blast. Right. So are you raising your kids as Braves fans? I am trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> my husband is a diehard Pirates fan. His whole family, I mean, Pirates, Steelers, Penguins, which I'm also a Penguins fan. He can bring okay. me to that because I was never into hockey really before we got together. Okay. Um, but so he, our um, our youngest is she just turned ten months. Oh and wow! The first onesie we bought for her was a half Braves, half Pirates onesie. So I didn't even know they would make make one of those. It had to get it on Etsy. Okay. <laughs> That's where we're at. Um, our older one, she's eight. She's mildly interested in baseball. She'll watch it. You know, she says, oh, yeah, I like the Braves, but, you know, she doesn't really. <laughs> and I, I don't blame her. Like, like I said, she's eight. She's not going to sit for four hours and watch a whole game. Like right. But she does, like, sometimes I'll show her highlights or whatever, or, like, I'll get excited about something. Today, um, the Freemans announced that they're having two more twin boys. Okay. So I was like showing her that video and like that, like the peripheral stuff she's interested in. Okay. Right now she's more into uh, WNBA, really big. But I'm hoping right. eventually I can get her into more sports. We'll see. Yeah. I'll love her either way, I guess. Hey, um, while you're at that, can you talk to my fiance about liking <laughs> sports as well? Because sure. she is not a sports person. I'll be. <laughs> she'll come home from doing whatever and um i'll be sitting there and i i am big sports in general i'll be watching baseball basketball um football um soccer sometimes and she'll be she'll be like um can we change this and watch our show (laughs) like yeah the only the only thing that i'm like i have to sit down and watch this is the eagles games yeah. Um, can't relate there. But yeah, but, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's. I do, I, Peyton Manning made me a football fan when I was not a kid, but younger. Okay. Um, and pretty much ever since you retired, like I was a Broncos fan for a couple of years, but now I'm just kind of like floating adrift, waiting for the you. NFL to stop. Basically, for Goodell to get fired. Um, yeah, a lot like Manfred. <laughs> I'm, I'm he may sure be on his way. Yeah, I, I promised my husband once Roethlisberger leaves that I will root for the Steelers at least. Can't promise I'll be a diehard, but maybe one day we'll see. Man. I do love college football is my biggest, and of course the Big Ten got canceled this year. Yeah. So, so who's your college football team? Penn State. Yes. All right, we can agree on that. Yeah, that's. I would hope so. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. There's a lot of like Notre Dame fans in Central PA too. That's true. Well, considering we grew up like what an hour, hour twenty minutes away from Penn State. Well, now with the with eighty, it's like forty five minutes. Okay. 
Perfect. So. All right. So, what does it mean to you and the other ladies? Uh, I saw that you guys got picked up by John Boy Media. Um, yep. So, so what does that change for you, ladies? Um, and yeah, I guess I guess what changes? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> Well, we're trying to be a little bit more professional, at least. But, uh, okay. I don't know how great that's going. But <laughs> they knew what they were getting into, right? Yeah. But, um, no, they've been so awesome. They've given us resources that we never had, um, like the server that they used for, to host their podcast, the graphic designer, Matt, who does all the shirts and stuff. He just got um, our... Maximus Freed shirt out the other day and he's cool. working on a bunch of other designs for us and just even the camaraderie and the like hey yeah you're doing that right it's fine <laughs> like right. and cause they you know and they've been so supportive and even before we got the message like hey you wanna be an affiliate we were back and forth with them all the time on Twitter like big fans I legitimately listen to Talking Baseball every day okay so it's just, it's still kind of surreal, honestly, and it's been, like, two months now, but we're really hoping that we're making them proud. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they've just been so good to us. Okay, perfect. Even though I'm, I'm wasting a lot of my, well, not wasting, I'm spending a lot of my money on their uh, website. All right, there you go. And our own merch. Okay. But, uh, that's fine. That, that's great. I... I haven't dove into the into the merch aspect of it yet, so it's it can be pretty lucrative and it's really really fun. And even I mean, you don't need a podcast to start a store, yeah, on Spreadshirt, right? Anybody right. can do it. We have a friend that will randomly put out a shirt on Spreadshirt for like jokes that pop up on Grace Twitter. So okay, they're pretty fun. All right, very cool. So so check out check out the merch, um, yeah. the mansplain baseball elsewhere merch. Yep, johnboymediashop.com, I believe. Okay. Um, so, yeah. like we said, we grew up in the same hometown, Williamsport, Pennsylvania. What are your thoughts about Major League Baseball potentially getting rid of forty teams across the country, um, minor league teams, including? Our beloved Williamsport Crosscutters. I worked there. We taught your husband worked there. Yep. Um, you, I'm sure you grew up going to games there as well. Yep. Between yeah. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Okay. Um, I could rant at Rob Manfred all day about it, but what it boils down to is that Williamsport is a baseball town. Mm-hmm. It was. Sure, the money came from lumber, but ever since that industry moved out, it's been baseball. Yes. And it's the home of the Little League World Series. You can't take away... If anything, I was hoping that they were going to bump them up to a full season. Yeah. Because cutters, for those that don't know, are a short season Mm A-team. So they only play from like June to August, September-ish. Yeah. And every year, it's... packed all the time even in the years that the team isn't great (laughs) which is pretty frequent yeah Uh, they're drawing from such a big area yeah like and Williamsport is in Lycoming County which land wise is the biggest county in Pennsylvania yeah 
So sure, we know we don't have the population of Harrisburg, you know, but we have tons and tons of people who are blue collar, working class people who, you know, during the summer want to go somewhere affordable with their families. Mm-hmm. And the cutters have provided that for years. Yeah. And it's just really frustrating when, especially right after, oh gosh, during the Astros controversy during the off season, in the beginning of the year before <laughs> COVID, even, he would come out, you know, Manfred comes out, makes a speech about the Astros, and then talking about how the, you know, Major League Baseball is looking to change and, you know, with the cuts for 40 teams. And then he turns around and says, we're excited to go to Williamsport for the Little League World Series and the Classic. And I'm like, yeah. how do you not see that that is so hypocritical of you to want to take away our baseball team and then say, oh, but keep the stadium. Keep yeah. it all up to snuff. Make sure it's all... How much money is Major League Baseball put in a lot of money to that stadium mm-hmm. to get it? And they're still working on improvements. We still have a damn scoreboard, but that, yes. <laughs> that's not a good one. Well, so. yeah, a video board. There's not a video board, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they did upgrade it a little bit, but it's still not what they wanted. Yeah. But that's a different issue. Anyway, you can't take away minor leagues in general. It's not... Not even just in winning sport. Like, I'll fight for any minor league team. Yeah, me too. It's family fun. The kids, like I was saying before, kids need accessibility. If you're trying to grow the sport, you need to have accessibility to the younger generation. The catching plate for the cutters. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like kids, well, people our age are saying like, oh yeah, I saw McCutcheon when he was in Williamsport. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And kids like Logan Ohape has already been bumped up he's he was really really good mm-hmm. and it's just these guys the guys need the experience one to get started and it's not even just like the 18 year old kids that are on the field it's guys getting back into the game the bottom line is baseball desperately needs newer younger fans and by taking 40 minor league teams away across the country it takes accessibility away from younger fans um it's and affordability for people exactly especially in Lycoming County is not that much of an affluent area and I'm sure any other city that has a rookie ball team or even a double or triple A team is probably not that much of an affluent area, with exceptions, obviously. I'm not sure. sure. But these, you know, people deserve baseball, is what it boils down to. And Manfred needs to worry about the fans and not the owners that he is beholden to. Because I think his job, and I know that sounds a little backwards, but I have a point. Okay. His job is for baseball. Mm-hmm. And right now, we don't have a commissioner that is prioritizing baseball over the owners. And I know the owners have owned the teams and a lot of people, especially earlier this year, were saying, oh, it's millionaires versus billionaires. I was never on the owner's side. The owners need to get their heads out of the butts. Yeah, <laughs> basically. For sure. And it's, so it's the same way with 
Iowa, right? So they wanted to do that special game in Iowa at the Field of Dreams. And well, the thing so the thing is like that's a great idea and all. I've I've been there. It's a it gives you goosebumps to be there. Um, you know, it's historic, you know, the movie's great. Um, but so they are getting rid of half of the minor league teams in Iowa. I think the only yeah. ones that would stay would be the Cedar Rapids Colonels and the Iowa Cubs, but they would get rid of the Clinton Lumber Kings and the Burlington Bees. Um, and, like, so so you're willing to spend millions of dollars on one MLB game there. Yeah. But you're not willing to invest in the long term of getting newer, younger fans from Iowa. They're just making it such a specified thing, and it needs to be national. Yeah. You know, kids can pick up a base or yeah, gosh, if I can speak, a basketball and play a game of pickup anytime. They can watch basketball games, and baseball is just not there. <laughs> I really think baseball needs a new marketing manager or something, somebody to you know grow the game, let the kids play, and all that. Yeah. The great slogans, but you have to actually do it. Right. I couldn't couldn't agree with you more, Marla. And <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's wrap it up here. Um, so, where can our listeners find you and the Mansplaining Baseball Elsewhere um, podcasts on social media? We are Mansplain BB Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We do have a YouTube. It's not that active. We're working on it. Okay. Uh, that's another thing that John Boy Media is affording us is like the video editors and guys that know what they're doing, basically. Okay. <laughs> uh, as far as you know, getting clips and everything. So the YouTube's going to get more active. We do have a Facebook, just Mansplain Baseball Elsewhere. Um, we're most active on Twitter. We do try to post on Instagram every day, um, if that's your stick. But, okay. You know, um, mostly Twitter. We'll uh, we'll talk shit with anybody about anything, basically. All right, great. And, oh, I was gonna ask you. Um, so, which one of you edits the podcast? That is Ashlyn. Okay. Um, she is an absolute saint for doing that. We've gotten better, but our first few weeks is was we're just completely off the rails. We've started, we quickly figured out we need to focus and like keep on track, <laughs> so it doesn't take her so long to edit. Okay. Um, em and I are working on learning, but she's the one that picked it up from the beginning, so she does all that. Um, social media, I started doing, and M keeps us together. Like okay. She goes, does all the notes and like says like hey you research kick-ass lady this week this week you do you know baby brave and you know she assigns us our roles so she keeps it together and we we all try to balance and you know pull our weight all right and we're learning perfect i i i love like your guys's content and stuff like that and i do think it's different than every other podcast i've listened to um Mm -hmm. You know, uh, of course, three uh, 
outspoken young ladies that are Braves fans, and they're very adamant. And, um, yeah, and you guys kind of go off tangents. It's not just baseball, and that's what I try to do with my podcast as well. Um, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, part of my process is showing, like, the human element behind the scenes of minor league baseball. But, yeah, I, I love your guys' yeah. podcast. It cracks me up. Um, you, guys, you guys are awesome, and I'm glad to see that you guys are doing doing bigger things. Um so so yeah, everybody go check out Mansplain Baseball elsewhere. Um, you can pretty much listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and comes out mostly on Tuesdays, right, Marlon? Yep. So yeah, so so check that out. Check out their merch, um, and uh, so I understand, Marlon, that you've listened to a few episodes of the Pulling Tart podcast. Yep. Here's a question: Have you ever pulled a tart before? Um. I'm trying. You need the I don't opportunity. If I ever did in softball, and I feel like we did one time. Okay. Because, um, you know, it's a high school softball team. We didn't have a, you know, ground screw. Yeah. So I do definitely remember, especially like the first practice of the season was us taking our cleats and, you know, spiking up the dirt okay. from, you know, the off season and picking up weeds and stuff. Um, I'm try- I think we did pull a tarp a couple of times, but it was definitely not this whole big thing on a roller like <laughs> you know, we saw in uh, Washington. Oh gosh, taking people away. <laughs> I I could have, um, and I think I tweeted this. Like I said, I said I could have done better better than them with four people, and I said, oh wait, I have plenty of times. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, that was embarrassing. I also wanted to get your thoughts on the Fernando Tatis um, Grand Slam when the count was three zero and they were up. I think they were up seven nothing at the time. Yeah, it was something like that. Um, so I don't have it on right now, but I do have a shirt that has his face on it and says "Swing Away." that we just put out on John Boy Media. Perfect. Was that last week? That feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> anyway. Um, he didn't do anything wrong, and watching... I know Hosmer has since come out and said, I didn't say anything negative to him, but watching Hosmer looking like he was berating him and just watching, you know, Fernando has just looked so crestfallen, like... I just hit my first career Grand Slam. My right. dad holds the records for Grand Slams in a game, in an inning. And he's probably in that moment feeling so proud and just so ecstatic. And then everybody just shits all over it mm-hmm. from his own team and his own manager. And I just felt so bad. This kid's 21 years old, just had the biggest moment of his career. And his teammates are like, yeah, but you should have just taken the pitch. I'm like, what? No. Yeah. So like, my I don't care. yeah, the pitcher's not gonna give you a meatball down the middle. The next pitch, no, he's gonna try to strike you out. Hit the damn ball. Yeah, my thought process is he's 21 years old. Um, every swing, every at bat counts. Um, mm-hmm. Who who knows what's going to be in his future? He needs to do everything he can to build up those stats to 
to get a new contract, to get a, you know, that kind of stuff. I do understand the fact, like, you don't, you don't want to beat somebody so badly, you know, like, you don't want to, you know, beat it over their head, but at the same time, and they wanted to get the game over with and that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, it's just, and I feel like the players saying it is one thing, but then everybody on, you know, the Twitter GMs come out and I'm like, did you ever play a competitive sport in your life? (laughs) Right, yeah. I know when I was running the bases, I was taunting the pitcher and trying to scoot a little farther and, yeah. you know, you shake the bat a little bit. When I was pitching, my first year pitching, and I was not good, but I was there. <laughs> and, the, you know, a girl would, like, go to hold a bunt and she'd be shaking the bat like this, like, trying to throw me off. Right. It's a competitive game. It's not a chess match. You have to be respectful to a degree. Yeah. It's a game, and it's it's a competition, and it's mental as much as it is physical. You want to get in the other team's head. You want to see Scherzer freaking out and, you know, being a psycho. Yeah. You want to see the batters just completely baffled. Like, that's part of it. So, I just, it was very frustrating, and he did nothing wrong. And I love that they then went on a historic Grand Slam run. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. For and sure. like, then he like kept stealing bases, and oh, I love it. Oh, He's yeah. definitely gonna be one of the faces of the future of baseball. Oh, I next to Acuna. I definitely uh, agree. So. Yep, I definitely <laughs> agree. So, all right, we we're done with that tangent. We're we're really wrapping up now. Um, so you know how I uh, end the podcast every week. Out of all the baseball games you've been to. What has been your favorite walk-up or warm-up song, and whose was it? So, there's a lot of good ones, but I think one of my favorites, I think my favorite is Cervelli, obviously played for the Pirates for a long time, and he had That's Amore by Dean Martin. Okay. Um, Cervelli is one of my favorite players, and he, just every time he'd come up, he's just so classy and adorable. And it's just really, really fun every time they walk up. I think it still is his walk-up song. Don't quote me. I haven't okay. seen him that much uh, in Miami anymore. But when he was with the Pirates, definitely. Um, every time the song would come on, he gets so excited, like, waiting for him to yeah. hit a bomb. but. He just got signed by Miami this year, right? Yeah, he was with the Braves briefly last year, and then they didn't listen to me. They let him go, and he signed with Miami, and he's doing pretty good in Miami. Yeah, I mean, I think he's on the IL right now. Really good right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he has such a good, a long history. First, he's a good person, yeah. but he's long history with like his concussions and everything. And this guy's he's battled back so many times, and he's just. I love him. He's just so fun to watch. Fantastic. Well, we'll we'll wrap up that uh, wrap up this episode with "That's Amore" um, and by Dean Martin. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Marla, for taking the time, uh, being flexible, coming on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, and yeah, it, you know we'll be we'll be in touch on on Twitter for sure. And uh, if you want me to jump on mansplain baseball elsewhere, I won't mansplain baseball. So we'll just <laughs> Thank we'll you just so much for having me. 
having me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, thank you so much, and uh, we'll be in touch, and hopefully we can do this again sometime, and maybe with all three of you. Yeah, All right, <laughs> perfect. Thank you so much, Marla. I really appreciate it. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. You've listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.